Beer XFL Live Talk Show. I am your host, Mo Riggins. I am here with your co-host, Wayne. You wanna? Yeah, Wayne, you know. Wayne Johnson, <laughs> Wayne. Wayne. The Wayne Johnson. In the flesh. In the flesh. Are you ready for this week, Wayne? You ready to Almost get definitely. I'm excited. Almost, uh, almost definitely or most definitely? <laughs> I was just saying like, yeah. oh, oh, most definitely. Most definitely. There yeah, you go. Excuse me. Okay. For, for not... Uh, for not making uh, clear that there was a comma there that was written. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, comma, most definitely. I will make most, sure to point out my commas. Most deaf, most yeah. deaf. But uh, yeah, I, I'm excited. Uh, a lot of stuff that we were saying last week was proved wrong. A lot of stuff, you know, were, were, were proved right. Yeah. So I, you know, just let's keep it going. Let's yeah, keep nah, yeah. It seems, going, seems like yeah, nah. It seems like you want to get right into it. Oh, so yeah, um, bro, bro, first thing, first thing I want to talk about is one of the points you got wrong is the. Uh, the Guardians not, not yeah, getting washed last yeah, week. What do you think about them? I don't know if we're going to write into Guardian talk. <laughs> yeah. Guardian, how Guardians no, talk. No, 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 no. Uh, how Guardians talk is going to drop later in the week. Yeah, 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 <laughs> not going to do that right yeah. now. But the Guardians, but, uh, you know, like, uh, they... Just, just, was that, was that... completely wrong and maybe uh, just look like I was just engaged in nothing but hyperbole. That is true. Nothing but hyperbole. But you know what? You know what I think it is. Is I well, you engaged in slight hyperbole. Yes, that's (laughs) definitely hyperbole. What you said. Slight after 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 this win. But no. But I think uh, no chance. I think one of the things I'll probably end up titling the uh, the episode after this, but uh, the parody. I think, I think the parody in the, parody. Uh, in the XFL is definitely Correct. turning out to be realer than uh, than some of us expected. Much realer. I and, thought uh, it was just going to be a, a big one-sided affair. It was just going to be clear which team is good, which team is bad. It, that's not the case. No, no, that is not, the, that's case. not nah. the case. So, nah, yeah. yeah. So it's funny because uh, that's one of the points we got wrong. One of the points we got right last week was the game of the week being... You said that you thought the game of the week would be Houston at Dallas, the Renegades versus the Roughnecks. Yeah. And I, it wasn't the closest game this week, but I completely agree that that was the best game. If you if you missed the Houston Roughnecks play the Dallas Renegades this weekend in the yeah. XFL, yeah. you missed a game. And anybody who says that that they miss football, they wish football was back, it's right here. It was it was right here on display Correct. last week in Texas. Correct. Last weekend, it was, I think, the budding of one of the best rivalries we're going to see. In the XFL, most definitely to to, to come up, and uh, I think it was definitely the most competitive we've seen the XFL in terms of just all-out play. However, it seemed like no team could get ahead. Correct. But I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you no, off. No, 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 that's fine. That's fine. I, I feel that uh, the Houston Roughnecks versus the Dallas Renegades was arguably comparable to low-grade NFL football. Oh yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yes. Like, if, oh, definitely. Would I, you, I definitely. Would you want to? Would you rather watch uh, the, the the Dolphins play the the who, who Jaguars, was terrible? The Jaguars or whoever was yeah, extremely right? terrible twice last, a year. Or what is it? The Dolphins versus the the Bengals? Would you yeah, rather watch right? the Dolphins versus the Bengals, or would you rather have watched that? Some people, I, I think, would have been swayed to watch the uh, the Rough Edge versus the Red. I definitely would have. I, I feel like Landry Jones getting injured might be a big hit to the league. We, we had discussed that. True. Off air. True. Uh, Landry Jones getting hurt might be a big hit, but Landry Jones getting hurt allowed us uh, to educate ourselves about the league a little bit more. We discovered about uh, Team Nine. Yes, Team which Nine. We should uh, discuss. Many people. I haven't heard anybody really speak about Team Nine. I've never. I. I. We just. Dis- 
discovered Team yeah, Nine yeah, together, yeah, I yeah, assume. Correct, <laughs> correct, correct, correct. But for those of you who have who do not know what Team Nine is, there is a ninth team in the XFL. There is. It's if you go to teams in the XFL's actual website, there will be a ninth team, and it is called Team Nine. Team Nine. <laughs> it's Just like item nine. Very straightforward. <laughs> team Nine. Very forward. Team Nine. But Team Nine is not a team that actually plays in the XFL. It is literally just a team full of players that are XFL ready. They have already agreed to be in the XFL. They have been practicing. They have Some of them have been cut from teams. Some of them have been waived. It's pretty much like the XFL's free agency pool. Yeah, exactly. Live and in effect. Exactly. Yeah. Correct. And that's basically what they, they have a live free agency pool that they call Team 9. Team 9. And uh, the interesting thing about Team 9 is going into week 5, which is the week coming up, yeah. we are going to, teams are going to be required to pull from Team 9 in order to uh, upgrade their team. Is it pull or are they going to be assigned? So I believe what they're doing is they're dissembling Team 9 yeah. and each players, each team is going to get five more players on their inactive roster. Yeah, but you, Not yeah, their active roster. That's what I'm saying, but you use roster. the word pull. But because I believe they, that teams they, also they, have to use it as their free agency pool. Because oh, they're going to restack, they're going to refill Team 9 after the, each team pulls five oh, players. Oh, it's week five, as we had discovered. Yeah. They have to... They uh, have to pull five have, players. Yeah, so I'm saying, you're, you're, yes. you keep saying pull. Oh. But is it, are they going to, are they pulling the players? Meaning pull, in my mind, sounds like you're, you're, you're saying they are choosing. Are they choosing yeah. or being assigned? You know, I don't know how <laughs> that's going that's to work because saying, this like, is the thing. There are only four quarterbacks on yeah, Team 9. Yeah. And I believe more than four teams in the league need a quarterback. You right. know what I mean? They're only, I mean, you got the Battlehawks have Te'amu. Yeah. You have the Roughnecks have uh, PJ Walker. He's not, those two I don't think are in any danger of losing their position. You have Josh Johnson in LA, who I don't think they're going to move on from him, even though I think he should be in somewhat danger of losing his position. Because, oh. bro, his his turnover ratio is atrocious. Yeah, he completed 60, uh, 63% of his passes. Okay, all right, fair enough. All right, we'll, <laughs> we'll save that for what we talk about. Go ahead, man. But like I said, he's not in danger of losing his job. No. Cardale Jones probably isn't in danger of losing his job right now. But he's definitely, but he's, de- so he's definitely he's another one who has the te- terrible turnover ratio. Forty-one percent of his passes. Yeah, and he, yeah, he, and he has a terrible turnover ratio. Nine completions, twenty-two attempts. And how many intos did he have this week? One, two. One into one no interception, no, t- no touchdown. So what is he like? He's they, four they and have six to put now. T. Jackson, who's T. Jackson? <laughs> Tyree Jackson. Yeah, they look from Buffalo. Oh my goodness, this is the guy. <laughs> Tyree Jackson is the guy that uh, they have like that mean video about. When he was at the combine, and Steve Smith, uh, Hall of Famer, legend, uh, Steve Smith, I, is he going to be a Hall of Famer? I don't know. Well, wide receiver, former yeah, NFL yeah. wide receiver, Steve Smith, everybody else. had to go down onto the field and and walk up to this kid and say like, "Yo, you, you need to just relax and just stop trying to do too much," because he was trying to do Patrick Mahomes like stuff. Was he really? He was That's... at the combine trying to do no look passes. <laughs> so this guy, all right. So he thought he'd put everything on display. Yeah, so like, yeah. I don't think Ty, okay. I don't think Cardo Jones is losing his job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but that's what I'm saying. There are four. So the point was there are only four QBs on this team. So are they? Is the league going to be like you? Four teams need quarterback players. They, I think they're going to have to pull. There might be a draft of some sort. I don't know. But apparently the rosters are supposed to be going from 52 to 57 for every team this week. I mean, with five teams, come, come five players coming from a yeah from team not. It would make but, sense uh, for I, I would think I would think that they're going to assign the players. Uh, with that being said, we need a quarterback for the Guardians. Uh, you could be satisfied with with Perez if you want. He completed 69 percent of his passes. 
18 for 26, one touchdown, uh, 150, 150 yards. So the yardage wasn't really impressive. Uh, yeah. so I mean, the, the, if you watch the game, downs. the passing wasn't impressive either. Yeah, it was mostly no. checkdowns. Yeah. The one thing that I liked about it was they actually got the screen game involved somewhat this week. They started going to more wide receiver screens. Yeah. That looked very nice, you know yeah. what I mean? Wide receiver screens too. Simple passes, not, yeah. not uh, getting down the field with the ball. Nothing nothing five plus uh, yards. They, they, well, they turned into a very Tom Brady-like offense. Yeah, his, his long was 22. I think he had a long. That's his longest pass was twenty two. Yeah, I mean, that's like how how what was the longest run in the game? Fifteen. That's at least seven more yards than the yeah, than the, the longest run. Josh Johnson's longest run was forty four yards. Exactly. So, so it's, that's it, that's exactly what I'm saying. So yeah. you see what I'm, the, the the point is? He's not going to against the Wildcats. Yeah. That may have worked to pull out a three point lead. That's not going to work against the Houston's of the world. That's not going to work against the Renegades of the world. Are they saying that he has a 96.6 rating? I'm not going to believe that. That's what it looks like. But I'm going to choose to to <laughs> to go away from that. <laughs> I don't what? I don't believe that that's a 96.6 passer rating. But he may yeah, have had a 96.6 passer rating. They are talking about passer rating because they're saying Tayamu had a 116.9. Uh, Actually, yeah, yeah Tayamu had a good yeah, game. Tayamu had a good game. So that I believe. I still believe that's a little. I don't know what they're using in these ratings. That's a little high, but I don't know if it's this is the same exact QB rating that they're using in the NFL. But still, I think yeah, that. Uh, Landry Jones, yeah, fifty-five, yeah. I don't know, that I makes don't know. sense. But yeah, how does he have a fifty-five? He completed sixty-six percent of his. I mean, and PJ Walker had an eighty-three. But oh, hey, yeah, it was, it was enough, enough about that. That all right. I don't want to. I don't want to get too much. I do want to talk about this game yeah. specifically, the Houston Roughnecks and the, the the Dallas Renegades, because like we said, that was the game of the week. That was the best game of the week. And here on XFL Live, we always start with the game of the week Correct. every single time. So straight into, straight into the game of the week. First, like I said, we want to tell tell the people what they missed. So what, what do you think was the biggest takeaway from from this game as a whole? Well, what would you say is the, the biggest the, takeaway? I mean, the biggest takeaway is, 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 again, clear. It's the easiest takeaway once again. I mean, P.J. Walker is the best quarterback in the league. That was one of, that was definitely uh, one of my takeaways. I felt like if I was getting to give away a player of the week award this yeah. week, would have went to P.J. Walker, P.J. Walker on offense. And definitely. the Roughnecks, it, it, I mean, they can be beat because uh, in a game where – they had three interceptions, so three they had three takeaways. Early. Yeah, three takeaways early. But first yeah, quarter, three first quarter takeaways. Three, three uh, first quarter takeaways. Yeah, it only had only fifteen by points to show it for yeah, it, which exactly. is in this league. Yeah, that is technically only two possessions. Exactly. So, but they they only won by a touchdown. They had three interceptions, and you only won by a touchdown. Yeah. So, like you know, like yeah. So clearly, you know. Well, that's that's one of the things that I think is so great about this league is yeah. literally at no lead is safe because. Unless you're up by at least ten, ten points is a full possession. Is 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 a full possession's worth. You can you can well, score you can up to nine, nine points. Yeah, nine so ten points, points is two exactly, full possessions. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. So you're not above a full possession until you get to a double digit lead, exactly. which I think is a great thing about. So this yeah, that that is where I guess because of the rule difference, it does kind of uh, take away from a team that like you know does have three interceptions because the other team does have an opportunity to make such a uh, you know large amount of points back yes. per drive per drive so yes. you could go and score every every drive that you uh that you had 
an interception on. Which is what, what if the you go, what if you did. Go, yeah, exactly. So if you score that, those six points, uh-huh. you see what I'm saying? Yes. Three times. And then you don't, you don't, so 18 points. And then you don't score any conversions. Any, any conversions, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But then they go down and score three times when they get nine every time. Even, even if they score two times and make two three-point conversions on it, they just yeah. they just tied the game. Use exactly. one less possession. Exactly. You see what so, I'm saying? But, so. but yeah, I, I think that the Roughnecks can be beat. If there was anyone that had the, their ticket, it was the the Renegades. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure if they actually play again later in the season. But if Landry they should, Jones, I believe this is the first time they played the season. And yeah, all teams in the same play. conference play each other twice. Okay, good, so, good, good. But Landry Jones possibly not uh, being able to move forward with the yeah. team is uh, is going to hurt. It's them. a large hit. It's a large yeah. hit for them. However, we spoke about this last week and this is one of the things that I feel like we were right on to a degree uh, and I still feel this way mm-hmm. even though uh, the Guardians got the win this week that the Vipers are a better team uh, okay I, I'll, I'll take that I'll take that but I'm not ready to go into that just yet okay. I do I do want to talk about that because I feel like there is some argument there because of how we spoke about the parity in the league. Yeah, I do believe that there are some things to be said for that, but I, I, I kind of want to stick with this real quick. And I just want to say that uh, one of the things that surprised me about this game, which I think is going to be one of the running factors, is I think what we're beginning to see in this league is many of these teams are based in one side of the ball. Okay. You see what I'm saying? And that, I believe, is true of the Vipers. I believe it's true of the Guardians. Mm-hmm. I believe it's true of the Renegades. I don't believe it's true of the Roughnecks. I believe Houston has balance on both sides of their balls. I just think their offense is better. Mm-hmm. I think that the Wildcats, most of their talent is on offense. You know what I mean? But um, in terms of this, I think that Dallas may have actually shown they may have the best defense in the league. Dallas? Dallas. I think Dallas would. Because think about it. Houston comes out and gets three takeaways Correct. from Landry Jones. Almost Correct. his first almost his first three passes. Bam, bam, bam. Three takeaways straight up. Dallas comes out and holds PJ Walker, who we've both said is as of right now our candidate for MVP in the league. Correct. It holds him to two field goals and then he finally gets a touchdown on the third on the third interception. So then, then not only that, going throughout the game. They had Dallas in a position to win. Not only win, not, not, not only did they have them in a position to win, Dallas came back to take the lead, Correct. and they were holding strong, and then Dallas gives up a uh, fumble return for a touchdown. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, these are things that the, the defense can't even stop these points. You know what I mean? They don't even have the opportunity to stop some of these points. So I think Dallas actually came out to show that if they can get another quarterback who is a uh, one, if he doesn't turn the ball over three times in the first quarter. Yeah. But two, if he if he if they get a quarterback who has a good head on his shoulders, who can make smart decisions without getting too too up too low, like I said, is Correct. one of the things that I said is going to be about Dallas. They, which is you know they didn't get too low on themselves when they threw three interceptions. You know what I mean? Yep. And they were able to get stay in the game, and they work that tight the the connection to their tight end Donald Parham. I don't know if you got anything, bro. Yeah, we talked about it last week. We talked about how we talked about how that man was going to have a game. Yeah, but. I don't think we could have predicted how big he was going to have to be a part. I, I said he was going to have to be a part of the game Definitely. plan. Definitely. If I made, interject, the connection with if I made interject, though, that, what I wanted to say about Donald Parham, though, is if uh-huh. you look at it, though, they should have tied the game because he had a missed opportunity with that fumble on the goal line. Remember, he had that. They counted that touchdown. 
they, they counted it? They thought, counted that they, touchdown. I thought they counted it as a fumble. No, they counted that touchdown. Okay, okay, okay. It was the other, it was, they, they threw it to, um, with the, with like, within the last two minutes of the game, they threw it to the other guy. I think it was uh, Nagel or something. I can't remember what his last, number three. I can't remember what his last name okay, is right okay, now, and okay. I apologize. He's the one who dropped the ball on the goal line, and uh, it ended up being a, it ended up being a fumble recovery. Yeah, in the, Flynn Nagel. Flynn Nagel, yes. He's the guy. Yeah, yeah, the he was, yeah, guy. yeah. So he was, uh trying to get a screen pass all the way onto the end zone, fumbled the ball, and it ended up being a Houston interception. And that ended up being the uh, the deciding factor in the game because that was the closest that the Renegades got to tying the game, yeah. down by seven. I think they were on like the three-yard line when that happened. Whoa. So, but think about it. If they go to their 6-9 target, Parham, he hadn't dropped anything yet. And they yeah. were abusing him. They were abusing him. And there was, a, there was four straight... Four straight plays, they ran the same exact play. Same exact play call. The called same his exact number. play call. <laughs> no, no, no. And they called his number on three of them. Yes. And on the fourth time, they ran the same play. And then the linebacker actually came up and, and, and covered Parham. And then, so they then he went to it over yeah. his back, over the exactly. over his head. He went, to to one his other, he went to one of his other reads. Yeah. But I think, and I don't, I may be incorrect here, uh-huh. but they possibly did it a fifth time. That play, yeah, yeah they it, possibly yes. did it again. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, bro, they were running that play. To, that's what I'm saying. They were calling his number, even though it was the, the linebacker comes up and he yeah. throws it over the over uh, the linebacker's head to Flint Nagel. Yeah, like you said, they call they call that play for Parham. So this guy, I mean, he's bro, he's only 22 years old. If he doesn't, if he doesn't end up being one of the guys who gets looked at in the NFL because of his performance in the XFL, yeah. to me, this is going to be one of the staple, the first staple XFL players. He's going to be, I mean, bro, one, he's an inch taller than Gronk. Yeah. So think about that. Rob Gronkowski, this dude's an inch taller. You know what I mean? Correct. You know, if you, it looks to me like he moves a little bit faster than Gronk once he gets going. I mean, they, uh, they clocked yeah. him at 22 miles per hour. Yeah. Yeah. The, on that run where he uh he, runs a good that four, run six. he took to the end zone, I think it was, he had like a sixty yard touchdown two weeks ago. They they, they, they ran the sports side four, on it, four, clocked him. I think he, yeah, so he could he could definitely be one of the players that I see being one of the premier players in the league. Definitely, he's definitely so, a star for the league. He uh ten ten targets this week, six uh, receptions, fifty six yards, uh nine point three average with a long of uh, eighteen yards. Is a good game. Only only uh receiver to have a touchdown. So he's only uh you only see yeah. that scoring touchdown. Yeah. And he's leading all tight ends in all stat categories right now. Period. Leads all tight ends in all stat categories. He does? Tight ends? Oh, well, yeah, yes. most definitely. Most yes, definitely he leads tight all tight ends in all stat tight categories. Tight ends, that, that's yeah. without, without question. Without a question, yeah. Without a question. Definitely. Without a question. So that game was definitely impressive. Yes. I think the shocker game of the week. Uh, had to be the DC Defenders versus the Vikings. That had to be the yes. Shock oh yes, my, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I mean, do, do you want to you want you want to talk about what shocked you or because uh, I think the running game possibly shocked really? me the most. The running uh, the running game of 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 really D Smith and and, uh, and, and of the Vipers. Yeah, of the Vipers. Of the Vipers, correct. Okay, okay. Yeah, D, I thought you D might D be Smith. talking about the lack of running game that the uh, the defenders were able to. I wasn't really shocked. Okay. I never was really impressed with their running game. Okay. Uh, but Davion, Davion Smith, the Michigan product, uh-huh. uh, he, he had a very good day. I believe he had, like, uh, what did he have? 122 yards. Yes. He had 122 yards on 24 attempts. Yeah. 5.1 average. Actually, both both running backs had 5.1 uh, one yards. And both uh, of them had 20-plus carries. And 
if you actually look at it, I believe they both outscored the whole team. I'm not, not outscored. Had more yards than the whole defenders team. For the entire defenders team. Uh, Correct. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to stack, stack check that one. I believe they were close, though. I know they both went over no, 100 no, no, no. this week. Yes. Who had 100 yards? The whole team didn't have 100 yards. For the entire... He had 34. He had 12 rushing. Yeah. Oh no, you're you're 100 percent right. The, Correct. The defenders total net yards this this week 107. Yes. Whereas uh, Jacquees Patrick, I believe his Alone name was, had 108. 108. Yes. Davion Smith had 122. Wow. Yeah. So they yeah. two running backs. That's that's what I'm saying. That game was so, the shocker of the week to me because two running backs had more yards than the whole team. For yeah. The defenders. Now see, that's to me that wasn't the shocker of this game. To me, I guess that was because we talked about how last week the Vipers have attempted to do that. The Vipers have been trying to run down people's throats since the league started, essentially. That's why Davion Smith has the second most carries in the league. He probably has the, the most carries in the league right now. He was behind Matt Jones, but I believe after this week, he definitely has the most car- carries in the league. So you talk about that. The Vipers trying to run the ball is not something that surprised me. Them being able to run it with so much success. That I, that was somewhat of a surprise that they had two rushers go over 100 yards this week. But what surprised me was the fact that the defenders' defense was so lackluster this week and allowed two different 100-yard rushing players. You know what I mean? Like, because what did they show you last week? Well, this would, is the thing. Is, say this is the thing is we've talked. To, we talked last week on the show about how. Excuse me, sorry, sorry. to interject real quick, but. Uh, Davion Smith doesn't have the most rushing attempts. He doesn't? No, Matt Jones does. He still has more? Yeah. How many, is, Jones, how many more does Matt Jones have? He has, he has after one this week? more rushing attempt. Okay, there still, you go. Yeah. He has one more rushing attempt. But he was up t- he was up he 10 last about, week. <laughs> but Davion Smith has about 50 yards on him. Well, yeah, we already talked about how Matt Jones is a good running back. He doesn't produce yards per carry per attempt. He just has massive attempts. Yeah. Which is why I think his workload went down this week. Definitely. But Davion Smith definitely, definitely uh, doubled his workload this week, I feel like. But, um, yeah, go back to your point. But yeah, going back to my point is we talked about the, the defenders and how their team's key go factor, the thing that makes that drives their team, is turnovers. And they lost the turnover battle this week, atrociously. Yes. So if that's going to become the constant, do you think this is my takeaway from this game? Is the DC defenders are actually. Very possibly the worst team in our division, in our conference. But this also goes back to what we're the parody. Yeah. The because parody. they look like the best right. team in our conference yeah. at one point. They, they look, but I think they, they may they be the worst. They look to be imploding. Look to be imploding. Uh, Cardale Jones, 41% completions this week. 30. He's just been, he's just been falling off a cliff slowly. He's been I don't know if teams are figuring him out or what, uh, but he's been fa- slowly falling off a cliff this season. I mean, this is. You have to, this is what I'm saying, you have to take into account the guys that had solid opportunities in the NFL. You see what I'm saying? Cardell Jones had a solid opportunity. He didn't get a chance to start, I don't believe, but he was being looked at on the Bills as someone that could possibly uh, make it. So with guys with solid opportunities that didn't end up making it, you have to realize, okay, something, you know, has to be a little bit... Uh, remiss. Something has to be off. Something has to be remiss, correct? Yes. And he, Cardell Jones is starting to show his colors. Uh, I hope that's not the truth. I hope I hope they can turn it around. And this, this was just a two-game stretch where they just, like, fell off 
you know, and uh, went off the rails a little bit and they just get back on track. However, it does appear because, again, uh, this is my opinion. I feel that the Vipers are a better team than the New York Guardians. I'm a New York Guardians fan. I feel like the Vipers are a better team. Yes. Uh, therefore, if they can uh, win this week uh-huh. and next week, yeah. get, get to three and three, uh, I'm unsure who we're playing. Next week, we are playing the Renegades. If Landry Jones was there, that could that would be a loss. loss but Red, I'm assuming Landry Jones will not be back. I don't know if you saw the way his leg bent, but yeah, I saw the way his leg bent. And I and think going also, into this week, please, please, yeah. our heart goes out to that man. Please get better, Landry Jones. Correct. You know what I mean? Exactly. We, we love watching you play, although exactly. you didn't have the best game. We were really looking forward to you uh, making that that last that last minute comeback drive. I thought he had it. In. I'm calling it right now. Tampa Bay Vipers, LA Wildcats is the game of this week coming up. We're not even on the preview yet. We're uh, still in the review. Uh, I know, I know <laughs> I'm just saying, based off what I'm Damn. saying. Damn. Yeah, Getting ahead of ourselves yo, here yo, at XFL cut, yeah, Live. Yo, 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 cut that out and say it. You know no. I, they like, need yo, to know we're live. Yeah, listen, but, I'm, but I'm telling you, like, I'm telling you, the, the Vipers are a better team, so the Vipers have a chance to really yeah. uh, to come back. Like, I, I like what I saw this week. We can see, other than week one, yes. when they lost to us, uh, they've been playing good football. Yes. They've been putting up points. Yes. So, so this is what game. I was going to say yeah. about this topic This topic before we even kind of cast it aside. I'm ready to talk about it now. You know, get, get out what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But um, I, I agree with you. I do think that Vipers Wildcats is going to be a good game this week. And people are going to have to wait until our actual preview episode to find what I think is going to be the game of the week. But I do think that's going to be a good game this week because you see a team that needs to bounce back going up against a team that's just starting to gain momentum. So that's going to be a good one. But um, I think the Vipers and the Guardians have a similar problem in that they have unreliable quarterback play. They have to rely on their running backs and I think the Vipers have a better running back room than the Guardians do. Which makes them better in that category, as you said. I think they have to rely on their defenses, and not only that, their passing defenses, which you can see both teams won this week, but both teams had to have an interception to do it. Well, not had to because obviously the Vipers swapped the defenders, but both teams got inter- uh, interceptions to, to kind of seal the game this week. And uh, the other thing is they, they have to win the turnover battle. You know what I mean? They can't, with the sloppy quarterback play, it can be incompletions. It can't be interceptions. You see what I'm saying? So I think those the, these are four staples that both of our teams, which is weird because I also feel like these are staples that championship teams need. Championship teams need good running games. They need good defenses. Both teams need to improve in run defense, but they need good defenses. Correct. They need teams that are take, takeover prone. You know what I mean? Takeaway heavy. You know what I mean? They, uh... They, not teams that turn the ball over. Nope. So I think it, it'll be interesting to see which one of these teams really is able to tap into that idea, that mentality, yeah. that they are a gritty turnover battle. Okay, it's all about momentum type yeah. of team. But I think whichever team t- taps into that first is going to be the better team. You know Definitely. what I mean? I mean whichever team combat- taps into their 07 Giants mode, that's, yeah. that's whichever team that is. Just to combat your point a little bit, though, you said that, I believe you said there that, uh, the Guardians and the Vipers are in the same boat quarterback-wise. I, I was I was just looking into it a little bit as uh, you were telling me, and, and I don't believe that to be true. I believe that the Vipers have, have had more consistent quarterback play. This mm, week, Flowers, if you, this if week, you look at it, this week, no, 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 I'm, uh, the, the whole season. This week, if you look at it, 
Flowers didn't even he didn't even throw one pass. Yes. But the the, the previous weeks he had less attempts. You see what I'm saying? He had less attempts, yardage, and everything than Cornelius. Cornelius has been their, their starting quarterback since week two. In essence, uh-huh. he's been their quarterback. So they've had more consistent since quarterback two, play. Yes, yes, Correct. Yes, yes. They've had more consistent quarterback play than us. We, yeah. We've seen three different quarterbacks. And I think in one of the games, we they might have, all three of them might have thrown a pass. Yes. <laughs> you it, see what I'm saying? You are correct. So, you are correct. so I think that yeah. the Guardians, we are in our own unique situation. The only people that may be coming close in the sense of quarterback play starting to unravel other than other than their defenders who might be looking into like possibly bringing in a quarterback from team nine uh-huh. uh, might be the, C- uh, the, the Seattle Dragons. Dragons. Yeah. yeah. But I like I like their guy, B. B. D. Daniels. I like the guy that they just got. BJ Daniels, I think. Oh, BJ Daniels. Yeah, BJ yeah. Daniels. I, I, I like I like the game that BJ Daniels had when he came in this week. Yeah, he definitely, yeah. He, he might have put Silvers on the bench. I Silvers. think he definitely put Silvers yeah, on the bench. Yeah, I don't Silvers, think that's even a question. Silvers might not be coming back. So it's really... I mean, I, I, I guess we'll go, I'll, we'll, we'll turn over from the Vipers talk into the yeah. the Dragons talk. One thing right. I did want to say about the Vipers is I do agree that Taylor Cordelius is a much better option at QB for them. Oh, he's been consistent. Yeah, I, I, I think I think, I think out of everybody that we have on our roster and everything they have on their roster, Taylor Cordelius is a clear he, he favorite. He's 77% of his passes. Yeah, yeah. He 24 for 30. And he's, he's, a, he's a good QB on the, the ground. He can run. Yeah, 211 yards. Yeah, yeah, he had 36, he had 36 rushing yards. Yeah, he could, so he could do Nine it this yards week. he averaged. I think, I think that was his his biggest thing this week was he was able to threaten them on the ground, which yeah. opened a lot of passes for him. Yeah. So if he can he can continue that dual threat, Correct. you know, do, uh, scramble the pocket, yeah. get people to look at him as opposed to look at their uh, the receivers. I think that's going to continue to work. He for did them. have one interception, but again, I mean. Hey man, that's what he's happens. Just he's simply a better quarterback yeah. than Flowers. Yeah, that's what happens. Like, and seriously. as you can see, the the defenders didn't score off of it, so no harm, no foul. You know? No, the defenders didn't score. <laughs> but again, like I said, they, they seem to be imploding. Uh, I don't know what's happening. Their running game is garbage. Their running game is garbage. Yeah, yeah, um, then, yeah. We we all know this. They yeah. they depended on they were planning on depending on Cardale Jones, and that is not working out for them. No, uh, I think Donald Pumphrey is there. Load back, but he was a really good college back. San Diego State always have those that that weird situation with running backs. Though they always have like really really good college running backs that uh-huh. don't uh, generally make it. San Diego State is, I think, other than Marshall Falk, might have been the best running back ever went to San Diego State. San Diego State yeah, yeah, back. San Diego State. Yeah, but Pumphrey Pumphrey was a really good college back, really good college back, but he didn't make it in the league. So I mean, there's there's always the chance that he can come on, but like we said, I've seen nothing out of that DC no. defenders backfield. No. They have, uh, yes, I'm actually gonna say it. They have a worse backfield than we do, as the New York Guardians, because we have Victor. Yeah, and I believe in Victor. Yeah, I don't believe in anybody else in that room, but I believe in Victor. Yeah, I want to go back and see when the DC defenders were scoring points. We what it was it was it wasn't even it, yeah, it wasn't yeah, because it wasn't their running game it was their defense their defense was scoring points yeah. it was all on uh, pass uh, interception returns and stuff you know what I mean which leads me to my other the other team that I wanted to talk about because we've we've said this I said this last week was one of the things that I got correct yeah is the DC defenders are a very shot play team they need big spectacular plays mm-hmm. and the Seattle Dragons may be the most boring team in the in the XFL. <laughs> yeah, yeah you been saying and, that. Yeah. and I think that that was proven last week until they were able to get um, 
was it Silvers? Silvers is their quarterback out, and was able to get B.J. Daniels into the lineup. And I think that that actually helped them with some of their being able to take these shot plays. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was just Silvers being, what's the word I'm looking for? But he was kind of in the shell of himself, you know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to being, you know, trying to go for the big play, being outwardly, uh, I can't think of the words right now. But <laughs> you know exactly what I mean. Yeah. You know, BJ Daniels came out there. He was willing to try and make those big plays yeah, to get them back sure in the game. Of himself. Much he was more, more sure of himself. Confident. Yes. He, he looked like he wanted to play. Like, you know, like he, yeah. he, he saw the opportunity. He said, all right, I'm going to take advantage of this opportunity. And he might have, uh, he, I think he provided a spark. Again, he, he, I mean, I can't even say I think. It's, it's self-evident he provided a, a spark. Yeah. Yeah, he only uh, completed 50% of his passes. I mean, he went five for 10. He had 100 yards. Yeah. He completed one more pass than Silvers. Uh, but well, he, I think had, that's he the... had way more yards. Silvers had 27 yards. Well, I think that's really what the, the, the difference was between these two QBs was Daniels came in. And like you said, he, he only had, he went five for 10. He had the same amount of attempts and only one more completion. But his willingness to go down the field is I think what made the difference for him because Silvers has four four completions, 27 yards. Garbage. You know what I mean? Like, he's not, that's less than 10 yards per... Forget yards per attempt. Yeah. That's less than 10 yards per completion. Yeah. He's getting, like, six yards per completion at that point. Yeah. So, when you're talking about a player like that, that doesn't really... It seems like everything is just against momentum. It seems like everything is like, all right, we'll take what we can get, but we're not getting much. Yeah. Whereas BJ Daniels seemed like he was willing to come in and try and take those shot plays. And then he didn't really do much, you know what I mean? He only had five completions. He only had a long of 57. But he did have a long of 57, you know what I mean? Whereas before that, Silvers had had a play that went that could have picked up a full first down by itself. You see what I'm saying? So I think that's really, that's, that's the spark that I wanted to see from the Seattle Dragons team. And I hope that it means that moving forward, they are going to be in the parity conversation and be one of those teams that are actually like the Vipers who can actually come out of nowhere and actually surprise a team that is expected to swamp them. They scored 16 but points this week. 16 after after being be essentially be. out of the game. Yeah, 16 so, points though they're playing the Roughnecks next week. That might not be enough. I mean, it was technically against the best team in the East. The Roughnecks haven't scored less than 27 points. No, no, no. The Roughnecks haven't scored under 20 points this season. That's what, what was the lowest they've scored this season? 20, what? 23? 27? 28. 20, no, they scored 27. This 27. Week, right? So 27. 27. Is the lowest they've scored. 27 to 28, then all in the 30. So 16 points is not enough to 16 points isn't going to do it. It's not going to do it against the rough uh, rate. You know what I mean? 12 points isn't going to do it. 17 points isn't going to do it. 17 is like, not, well, 19 is 19 is there. You know what I mean? So they're, it's like. Their high points, their highest uh, scoring total this season. Yeah. Uh, Still is lower than the lowest for for yeah. the the Roughnecks, so that's not going to do it this week. However, uh, hopefully this just starts an upward trend in their play. So by the time they reach playing the Wildcats in Week Six, uh, they may have a chance to try to pull that game up. They might have a chance. Now that we've gotten that out the way, we've talked our talk, you know what I'm saying? We, we we did our talk about the games, we did our review. Correct. We like to get into a segment here we call Exophalians. Exophalians. So uh, in our Exophalians talk this week, I wanted to stick with the, the theme of the show and talk about the parody. Correct. 
the parity of the league. Correct. So I think we can both agree that the, the league appears to have a good amount of parity yes. as of right now. Yeah. And that seems to be what the people want. People don't want to see one team dominate the league entirely. They don't want to see, you know, of course. three teams be good and everybody else is terrible. Of course. My question is, do you think that's better for the league? My reference for that is most of the leagues that we see in the mainstream now, mm-hmm. being the NFL, the MLB, yeah. they started off with a small league where one team was dominant, being the Yankees, being the Packers. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you think it's better for this league to have parity going forward, or do you think it's better for it to have teams that are just top-notch tier talent, even though they are that much better than the rest of the league? Which I think both are kind of happening right now, because it seems to me it's like Roughnecks, the rest of the league, than Seattle. That's, that's, sure. that's how I see them. I don't like Seattle, I, I, bro. Yo, yeah, you really don't like Seattle at all, but I... <laughs> Maybe again, D.C. I, is I down like there. What, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I like what I like what uh, I like what Seattle showed me this week. But as far as um, the parity and is it good? Yeah, I think for this league it's good because as opposed to, I think the times are different. When the NFL was just coming up, when MLB was just coming up, I yeah. feel like the times were different in the sense that professional sports or professionalism within sports wasn't even a thing yet. True. You see what I'm saying? You are 100% true. So, so that needing that identity of one dominant team was like, you know, like that was the, like, what, what was like the, the, yeah, you know, like the, the times of that the era. T- well, know? it was, it was easy for one team to become America's team. Exactly. They needed that image. Needed, yeah, because that, that's why they even have it in football. Dallas is America's yeah. team. Well, I, I think now, one, of the, one of the things that, points to that is uh, just technology it wasn't as easy to find the small groups of people that you agree with so it was better to have one team be the dominant everybody likes this team because this team is good because that would unite people across the country more whereas now we have all these systems whereas okay I'm a Vipers fan I'm going to Tampa Bay and find these I'm going to go to the Tampa Bay Vipers Facebook group Did did you watch the game this week for, for which one? The, the Vipers Defenders game? Uh, briefly. I, I think that was the one I saw the least of. Okay, so I was watching the game, and uh, I see people in the stands. You know, they already have the Vipers gear. Yeah. Some of them already have full Vipers, like, helmets. Like, what? you know, like, not helmets, but, like, they're, like, a mask-type helmet yeah, deal. Yeah, like, yeah. Look, supposed a, a to look Viper. like of, of a Viper, Hilarious. full green down. I'm like, Love how did this, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm already seeing the cult following of stuff, yeah. like, starting it. And I expect, Definitely. obviously, expect teams like St. Louis to have that real cult fan following yeah you know what i mean yeah so it's just like that 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 i think is going to be better for the parody of the league yeah, because then I, I every think it's team good has though because i think people just want to see good football yes they want to see a good product and they want to see like sustainable good football so if if, if one team is just running through everybody yeah. which i mean the right now the roughnecks are doing it they, they are but doing it they only won by seven last week so yeah, it's yeah. Like... so they're, they're running through everybody as, as far as getting the win but yeah. there's still competitive football going on. Yes. The other teams that are supposed to be yeah. good are losing. Yeah. You, like you don't so see you don't see the roughnecks running through teams the way the Patriots have run through teams in the past. You know what I mean? The Patriots were never a blowout team, though. So this is kind of some. Uh, I I don't know because there were. Hold on, hold on. Not the. Was That's it the not Patriots? Who I'm pretty sure. That, I don't know, but I'm thinking about there was one team earlier this year 
beat the Dolphins by like 50. I don't, remember, I don't remember if that was the Patriots or not. And then you also have to remember when they had the 18 and 0. You know what I mean? That's that was kind of the team I'm talking about. 18 and 0, Brady, Randy Moss, Patriots. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So that they're not beating teams in that sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? You like you said, these games are still close. The yeah. Roughnecks are still pulling out games at the end of the game. It's, Every it's game not over this by halftime. Other than the Vipers, the Vendors was good. Yes. Every single week. Yeah. Definitely. Even the Vipers Defenders game, if you watched it, you were kind of waiting for the Defenders to get in the whole game, and they just never did. So it was like, Something's you expect the Defenders to so, be there, yeah. and they're just not. I don't know why. Something's missing. Something's off. I can't explain it, but something, something's just not right. Yeah. With the DC Defenders. With the DC defenders. I, don't, yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. Though, but I think the parity of the league is good for the league. I feel yeah. like it's just it's going to bring more people, uh, more interest. It's going to spike more interest. Uh-huh. Uh, people are going to hear about it like, hey, you know, you know, there's some decent football going on on mm-hmm. Saturdays and Sundays right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to bring more fans, more people uh, interested, which will, you know, eventually trickle into different uh, facets of, of the league. So I, I think it's great. Uh, the only thing I could, uh, the only thing I could ask for uh, more is just uh, better quarterback play to a degree. Yeah. You know, in the Definitely. sense that which we've spoken about, yeah, we have. We still wait for another notice now. Uh, I still think it is improving, but yeah, like just my blind love and excitement for the first couple of weeks was, was, I guess, uh, stopping me from really looking at it. But this week, I was looking at it and it's starting to see that I'm not seeing too many quarterbacks uh, throw receivers open. They're not, lead, yeah, they're not leading quarterbacks. I think that's the biggest problem is these quarterbacks yeah. are not leading their receivers. The receivers Correct. aren't getting the opportunity to do much with exactly. the ball. They have to adjust to get to the ball before, just before the defender gets there. And they're taking big hits because of it. Exactly. I think it was uh, it was Mikhail McKay, uh, the Cincinnati product. The who, um, the Guardians receiver. Yeah, the Guardian, yes. yeah, the Guardians receiver. The, uh, uh, he came from uh, Cincinnati okay. for college. And... Uh, I mean, he had four targets, two receptions, only 12 yards, but he had another play where he was wide open. One of those targets should have been a touchdown. Yeah, one of those that. targets should have been a touchdown. Wide, wide open. open. He, was, he had about maybe 30 yards to get downfield. And yeah, he, he dropped yeah. the ball, and everyone was saying, like, oh, he, he has to catch that. Yes. Yes, his hands to touched it, so he has to catch it. However, his momentum was going up the field. Yeah, and he has to redirect his momentum uh-huh. or, st- or or stop his stride. momentum. Yeah, yeah, he had to stop his his momentum in his tracks yeah. to be able to catch that. And, but you, you still said that just shows me that if it was a little bit better of a, a ball, a yeah. throw, which would have been a touchdown. To if you if you watch that, I know exactly which play you're talking about. Yeah, if yeah, you yeah. watch that play, and we'll we'll get more into it in, in Guardians talk. But if you watch that play, um, Perez had all the time in the world to throw that ball. He had the protection was phenomenal on that play. He stepped up in the pocket. He made a throw that, you know, most most quarterbacks should be able to. He wasn't. It wasn't exactly on the run. It was a step up in the pocket, made it uh, pushing, driving from his back foot towards his front foot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was a throw that he should have been able to make easily, and somehow he couldn't get it there, which that didn't make he any sense have, to me. See, this is the thing, Ron. I, I I'm not sold on Perez uh, because to me Perez doesn't have arm talent. Yes. You see what I'm saying? He yeah. does not have arm talent. Yeah. Yeah, he might be able to be a good game manager. Yeah. Game manager, cool. Last week he did have uh, uh, four uh, four completions with, with five attempts and uh, 39 yards for yeah for 138 rating. Yeah, whatever. 
Uh, <laughs> I, I, I still don't. I still don't buy it. I don't know. I I, I don't want to get too much into the, the Louis Perez talk right now. We'll save that for Guardians talk. But yes, I do agree for the the parity in the league. I want the QB play to be better, just in general. Definitely. I feel like the, the better the QB play is, just the more it'll help that parity. Definitely. The uh, the uh, the other thing that I wanted to to talk to you about because there were two things. That's right. Those are the two things I wanted to talk about. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is one of the things that we saw this week was I said I feel like we saw a budding rivalry down in Texas between Houston and Dallas. Do you see any other rivalries forming in the league, or are there any rivalries that you want to see form in the league? Do I see any rivalries right now? No. The rivalry I want, I would like to see is if we were better, I would like to see an East Coast rivalry of New York and Tampa Bay. Really? That's the rivalry you would like yeah, to see? I would love the New York, Florida, you know? You know, in real life, you know, you, you go down to Florida as a New Yorker, like, I have family in Florida, my pops live in Florida. Yeah. And uh, when I always go down there as a New Yorker, Floridians tend to have, like, you know, a little bit of chippiness yeah. with us New Yorkers. Okay. Because, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely feel that. Yeah, yeah they, they feel, they feel that we we, uh, we we think too highly of ourselves, like, you know, we think we're the shit. Yeah, yeah. Nah, it's all good. Like, it's, it's all love. It's all good love. It's not like, you know, I always play around with other yeah. stuff. Yeah, I think New York and Tampa Bay would be a nice little rivalry, though. Okay. That'd be a nice little rivalry. New York, that. Florida rivalry. That. Yeah, I can see that. I de- I'm definitely, like I said, loving that rivalry down there in Texas. Don't want to touch that. What I would like to see, this is just me. I want to see New York. Obviously, we both New York fans, so we want to see us get into some type of rivalry. Yeah, I would have, yeah, yeah. I would have a rivalry with somebody. But <laughs> yeah. me personally, I want to be in a rivalry with DC. What? Because it's closest out of all the other teams that we play yeah so it would make it better just you know the, the, I feel like we would interact with those fans the most you know what I yeah, mean like yeah. you like you and me personally we do spend time in Florida so definitely, we would definitely, interact yeah. with Tampa Bay correct, fans correct. but just in, in general I feel like New York people interact with DC people the most out of the, the yeah, team yeah, yeah, yeah. so I would like to see that rivalry or St. Louis because I feel like St. Louis has the best fan base and New York has the biggest media pool yeah, that actually makes the most sense. So that yeah, that that's that, perfect. Yeah. That, that I think would actually be a yeah. good rivalry, but I don't think the Guardians are good enough to to stabilize that rivalry. No. All right, all right. Start so I got a rivalry somebody in our in our play. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Like, well, pick on pick on somebody your own size. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, let's let's go. Right. So last question I have for you before we wrap up this XFL, XFLians and then the XFL live all together is uh one thing we saw like we said Team Nine. And uh, I don't know about you, but when I first saw Team 9, I thought it was a whole other team. Yeah. So that is my next question for you, XFLians, talk-wise, is where would you like to see the team expand to if it does get larger in the future? Expand to in terms of what? Like, if it, if there was a Team 9, Team 10, what cities do you think could house a, a team well also kind of go with the rivalry thing, I've you know seen, what I mean? Like, Yeah, I've seen a couple videos about this on uh, some people are saying, like, of course, Las Vegas, you know. Uh, Vegas got to prove to me they can handle the Raiders first. Yeah, like, you yeah, know what it's I the mean? betting like, capital of the world, in essence. Yeah, and, I uh, guess. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, Vegas. Um, of course, uh, I would like to see a team in Baltimore. Really? That would be dope. Baltimore? That would be That would be good be for DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah Because, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I feel like they would get to a good, a good rifle to go with that. I, I would definitely like to see uh, 
Yeah, Baltimore gonna... fans are very adamant. Yeah. Las Vegas for sure. Um, maybe Pennsylvania. Okay. Maybe Pennsylvania. Yeah, I, I can see Pennsylvania. that. Pennsylvania does does uh, uh, take their Cali has seriously. Cali has enough teams already. Uh, Arizona. Wait, Cali, I don't think Cali? I don't think a, Arizona yeah, would no, be no, no, Arizona or Colorado. Arizona, I can see Arizona. Colorado. Colorado. Col- XFL team would do really well in Colorado. See, that's what I was. That was going to be mine. I was yeah. going to say I think Denver. Denver. If I was going to go, I would. If I was going to throw another West Coast team in, I would say Denver. That would be my first. I lived in I lived Coast in Colorado team. for a year, and when I left Colorado, I had to like really work myself out of being a Broncos fan. Really? Because. It's, they just, it's so they just, contagious. They just it's cloaked infectious. you. They just enveloped you it's in there. Infectious. Really? Yeah. One of the only states that you see in America that like takes so much pride in their state flag, yeah. other than probably Maryland. <laughs> like Maryland is probably the only other place. Nah, yeah, place they do take sad pride flag. in their yeah. state flag. Their state flag. Put it on like their football everywhere. team's uniform. Yeah. Everywhere. yeah. But, but uh, Colorado has to be like, you know, like probably the second state after after Maryland. Where they, they take, take so so much pride in their state flag and everything about uh, Colorado, their a fans Colorado. are just the, the, some of the, the most passionate people you've ever seen, okay. probably other than Raiders fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, yeah, Raiders fans. So, yeah, yeah. I definitely think, like I said, I think one because Colorado is just still increasingly growing in revenue and economy. Correct. You know what I mean? I think that the Broncos made it a football town, but have really yet to show that they are ready to be a program yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Like the Broncos to me have been a team that have always been able to get good players, but have never really been able to keep contention. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they're able to get well Elway had a good couple of seasons. Weren't really that good of a franchise. Otherwise, bam, get Peyton Manning, have a good couple of seasons. And now they're reduced, they're reduced back to mediocrity yep. somewhat. So oh I think, I think that they're primed to have a team that can, actually be good same way New York was yeah. New York right now doesn't have a team that's good so no. the Guardians gives me hope as a New York football <laughs> fan to see something to see something that yeah. produces W's you know yeah. what I mean and then so this is my other team I think that they should put a East Coast team because you know they have West Coast East Coast I think they would have to put two in at a time Correct. an East Coast team somewhere up in the Northeast I knew you were gonna say that. How'd you know I was gonna I, say I knew that? You were gonna say because you you were probably thinking Rhode Island. I don't know where, yeah, but some. Like, you, I mean, Pennsylvania is kind of northeast enough for like, me. You know what I mean? Like Pennsylvania, Connecticut, I would rather go. You know what I mean? But this this, 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 this is my thing about the northeast. Host a protein. This is about this is my thing about the northeast. Yeah. As terms of football, is they have one team, the New England Patriots. And it accounts for all those states up there. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Is that what the New England Patriots mean? New, New England, yes. New England is everything north of New York. Northeast of New York, essentially. That's what New England Says is. Says who? What? That's, that is, that is, the, I'm pretty sure that is the actual, like, map Where definition New of New England. New England is Vermont, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Maine. Those are the New England states. One of those states needs a football team other than the New England Patriots. Those teams are forced to be Buffalo Bills fans if they don't want to be New England Patriots. Connecticut, Maine, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Vermont. Wow. 
God, so it's crazy. Which I think that kind of leads to why Boston the Patriots this whole time. No, no, they're not. I mean, they're in Massachusetts. Yeah, so yeah, that is yeah. why they Hard are considered the, a Boston. Yeah. They're not even in Boston though. Yeah. They're in Foxborough. Oh, that's God. Southern Massachusetts. Wow. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like that's that's not even near Boston. So it's like to me, I would like to see the northeastern that northeastern uh, part of the country get another thing another football team to talk about because i don't know if everybody else remembers this yeah. about the nfl but the patriots used to be trash yes patriots were garbage and i've and me i've lived in massachusetts i can tell some of them new england fans do not remember that yes they don't remember that the patriots were garbage, garbage. so when the patriots go back to being garbage which i'm pretty sure they will sometime soon yeah. they're gonna need another team to, to root for yeah that's where the xfl goes slide in right there. right there you know what i mean yeah, I know. I know you're not. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. never gonna get you to be a fan. Yeah, no, of doing no, it. No, no, no. But uh, all right. So that was that was good. That was good. That was good. So um, dang. I guess now we're gonna have to uh, switch, switch, switch levels. And now nah, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm messing with you. That's it. That's all we got for this week. All right. So that was that was good. That was good. That was good. So um. Dave, I guess now we're gonna have to uh, switch, switch, switch levels. And nah, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm messing with you. That's it. That's all we got for this week. Yeah, That's yeah, all we yeah, got yeah, for this yeah, week yeah. of XFL Live. We've been coming at you live for just about an hour now. Okay, okay. So we're uh, we're gonna have to wrap this episode up. Don't forget to tune in later this week. We're gonna be doing our own special segment, um, Guardian Talk. Yes. How Guardians Talk. How Guardians. That's still coming to you live from XFL Live and in effect. Yeah, Don't forget. What are we looking to uh, to do that one? Uh, that one will probably be dropping Wednesday or Thursday. Not 100% sure yet. It will probably be Thursday night. Guardian Talk, how Guardians Talk. Guardian Talk, how Guardians Talk. That will be, yes, that will be, once again, your co-host, Mo Riggins. I mean, well, my, the host, Mane Riggins, and my co-host, your William boy, Johnson. William. Yeah, your boy. Your boy. But, uh, but yeah, so thank you once again for joining us here. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you have any uh, anything you want us to talk about, any topics for us, any comments, you know, anything you would like to, to talk to the, the host about, you can always reach us on our YouTube page, XFL Live. Drop a like. You can always drop a like. You can always subscribe. We're on Spotify. We're on Anchor FM. We're all over the place. Apple Podcasts, you can find us. You can always comment. We will get back to you as soon as possible. Soon enough, we will have an Instagram up. You can look yeah. forward. You can look for that. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna be we're gonna be coming at you live on multiple platforms. So um, stay tuned for that. We also have the NFL Week Five review. Yes. That'll be coming at you. That will probably be posted Friday night. You want to put that out or Saturday morning? Uh, what do you think? Saturday morning, right before the games. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Friday night. Friday night might be good. Lady. No, Saturday. Saturday morning. Saturday it'll be morning. it'll be early yeah, Saturday we're morning. Start giving you guys our yeah. picks, who who we see, uh, who we see uh, as the winners. We might even look. We're gonna look into the over unders and uh, you know uh, a little bit of uh, betting talk. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the this week's right. review. Yep. Definitely, we're definitely gonna start talking playoff picture. We get, we got a whole bunch of great stuff coming to you guys here on XFL Live. So please just stay tuned. Like we said, hit that like, hit that subscribe, and we will see you next time.